keep searching if it's not the right horse. Like, do not compromise. And, you know, you'll know when it feels right. Even if it's maybe not exactly what you were looking for. That sometimes happens too. And if the horse is like a wonderful character and like, yeah, I wasn't looking for a young horse, but here I got this five-year-old. I've seen that happen also. But make sure your eyes wide open going forward to that. Do you love dressage? Are you looking to inspire your ride? Do you long to learn the secrets of truly great riders? Yes? Then you're in the right place. Join classically trained, internationally competitive dressage rider JJ Tate as she brings inspired conversations, in-depth discussions, and a healthy dose of humor to the world of dressage. Join JJ and her new generation of classical riders in this adventure called Dressage Life. Today's episode was originally featured in JJ's online community, Team Tate TV, a private Facebook group of inspired and supportive dressage lovers just like you. If you're on Facebook, we welcome you to join the conversation there. You'll find the date for the original recording in the show notes. And now, here's JJ. Hey, guys. (laughs) So couple of things to announce that I mean what a week so for us I I just want to give you guys like a little week in review for us (laughs) um the bestest news in the whole entire world so like after the whole cancer thing came like like a tidal wave like and I said it a tiny bit in my last live but I'm sure everyone was so overcome by the cancer news (laughs) that you guys didn't quite hear the other amazing announcement I wanted to make later in the week. And that was that Catherine Williams bought Gideon. So, I mean, that is basically like how my life goes all the time. Like, Ooh, here you're going to be hit with the bulldozer of that. You've got breast cancer. And then like one of your most favorite horses of all time gets sold to one of your favorite clients of all time and they he just gets to stay here and it's like this amazing miracle so that's usually how my life goes (laughs) no but there's just like ups and downs and and that's why we created this space for you guys too that you're not alone when things are up and down and all around and there's good things and there's bad things and you know it's like you just got to keep putting your leg on and moving forward because, um, that's life. And that's the only way to, to go. So the topic of today's live, and of course it's wine about it, but now I have water. So like, eh, (laughs) decided to stop drinking. So I hope I don't have to change the name. (laughs) I'm going to be like, I don't know, water about it Wednesdays just doesn't have quite the same ring to it. But it's never been about the alcohol anyway. Um, it's 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 just a toast to, you know, the great things in life. So um, the, the, the real theme for tonight is how to pick the right horse for when you're looking. Because we all look for different things. And, you know, I want to just bring up that conversation about that. Um, but a little quick update about the Academy, because that's what I do. Um, and now we're just going to slide cancer into that as well, just so you guys have an update of what's happening. (laughs) So with Team Tate Academy, we're so 
excited. Um, we've got like 600 members and we'd love you guys to join too. I literally just made like, I kind of went on a crazy rampage and I made like 10 new videos, May, maybe more than that, but about that. Um, cause just when I get my like artistic juices flowing, I just gotta like, ah, I guess gotta get it, get it done. So, um, lots of new content. So I will have the fall to focus on my health and, you know, but then like the Academy gives me so much passion and joy that, uh, I, I love it so much, but, um, you can check out the fundamentals and there's a little secret door at the end that you can join. If you like what you see in the fundamentals, we give you two free videos so you can get a sense of what I'm talking about and how the videos go. And, you know, we really want to encourage you and your trainer to do some of the exercise and listen together and just get a good conversation going. Um, but again, the videos are really in-depth and based on a lot of classical theory that Charles DeComfy, who's been my mentor for like 30 years, uh, he's brought down to me and passed on to me, and I'm doing my best to share it with all of you guys. So uh, it's not officially open for enrollment, but there's a secret doorway uh, in the fundamentals. So I hope you guys check that out. Do you want to learn how to communicate in a way that your horse can better understand? Check out Team Tate Academy, JJ's online classical dressage academy. As a member, you'll gain clarity through the USDF accredited lesson library, monthly Zoom meetings, and twice monthly live study group called the Tacroom Chats. Join the community and benefit from connecting with a fun, passionate, and like-minded group of dressage lovers just like you. Be supported and empowered to make the progress you and your horse deserve, regardless of age, level, or background. Be inspired. JJ's commitment to your success shines through in every lesson and lecture. Let JJ's belief in you and your horse transfer over to every one of your rides. Visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcast today to join the waitlist for the next open enrollment. Um, yeah, and as far as cancer is going, um, it's still here. <laughs> I thought maybe miraculously it would just like, whew, it's like a miracle. Um, but it's going to take a lot of hard work, of course, with anything in life. And um, I have found out I'm estrogen positive and progesterone positive, but I am uh, HER2 negative. So that's new news. Um, I meet with all my doctors on Monday. Got my MRI yesterday. So that was good. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a week of up and downs for sure. Um, you know, sometimes I get sad or upset or worried about it, and I cry a little bit. Uh, it's mostly due because my damn foot still hurts, <laughs> so that's just like mm, the icing on this cake. Like I wanted to take a bath the other night, and I just wanted to like have a glass of wine and soak in the tub and just process everything. And I couldn't put my foot in the water because it was burning so bad. <laughs> I was drinking water. I was like, okay, so this is going to look different, but I have to pivot and adjust like with anything in life. And it's going to be, it's going to be good. <laughs> Just got to get used to it. Um, so yeah, feeling positive about um, finally meeting with the doctors. You know, it's in this like information gathering stage, which, you know, makes me want to Google a lot. <laughs> in the wee 
dark hours of the morning. So I've been good about, I only Google during the daytime. <laughs> so I do think that's a good, I think that's a good part. But uh, yeah, so that's going forward. And uh, thank you so much to everyone who has reached out. Um, it's amazing how many people with cancer who have had cancer that like you just didn't know what they've all been through. And so um, I'm privileged to have a wonderful support group. Thank you so much, everyone, for reaching out and telling me your story, um, whether it's a family member or it's you yourself. Um, it's pretty powerful stuff out there. So um, as, much, as much as it's a group you never want to belong to, um, I'm feeling already awfully inspired about everyone who has reached out. And their their conquering of, you know, their their battle has been pretty inspiring. So enough about that. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty of times to talk about more cancer stuff. But, I mean, can we just please talk about the Olympics? <laughs> because, wow, oh my God, like, I am so happy. I mean, for the American team, that was amazing. Like, the silver medal. Amazing. And just like, just like no words. I am so proud of everybody. Um, you know, I know even Adrian, you know, probably didn't feel like she had the best ride, but man, she contributed to the team. You know, I mean, she's, you know, came in, you know, as our anchor and, uh, she laid down a good test. I know, you know, it wasn't perfect, but really, really good. And then like Stefan to get his personal best. And then Sabine, who was like, amazing. It was really, really fun to watch. Um, really proud of my friends. And, um, you know, the Canadians did awesome too. Like I also know them. So that was really fun for everyone to be at their first Olympics. And I thought, um, Chris Van Martels has a phenomenal horse and, uh, it, it looked, you know, like they totally belong there. It was green and inexperienced and had like mistakes, but the quality is going to be incredible. Um, uh, Lindsay, I thought also did a great job. She shared with us on Facebook that, um, uh, Sebastian, her horse just really started to suffer from the heat and like exhaustion. And she did a great job, you know, um, bringing him through the test in the best way possible, not able to push him, but she really, um, let him have a good finish. Um, when that feeling of like, oh, my horse is empty, there's not much more to give, um, it was also a beautiful uh, spectacle of good horsemanship. And Brittany um, has a f special place in our hearts because that's who we bought Fiji from. So we've always been cheering Brittany on and um, her and her horse that she brought along um, did awesome as well. And it's so cool. Like Sabine, uh, got that horse as a three-year-old. And I hope you guys re-listen to the podcast because she's an amazing person. And um, I was honored to be able to share um, an arena with her all winter uh, at Jane Cleveland's Poinciana. And we just had a wonderful time, all of us together. Such a great family out there. And yeah, I'll, I'll just our morning talks, you know, Sabine and I talking about classical dressage and where is it? Where's its place in the world sport? And it was just beautiful to watch her 
really live that out. Um, and talk about beautiful writing. Um, Jessica was amazing. Isabel's the queen. Charlotte, I love her new horse. She looks great. Um, Catherine DeFord did beautiful. Like, there was some really beautiful, beautiful writing and really inspiring, really inspiring. So I can't wait to rewatch that all over and over and over again. <laughs> but tonight, I really want to talk about how do you find the right horse? And like, I know Gideon is perfect, so that makes it really easy. <laughs> and I'm sorry we cannot clone him and give him available for you guys. <laughs> because everyone should have a Gideon in their life. And, you know, it was fun because um, Catherine, you know, wasn't sure if that's what she wanted. Um, and she had to go a little bit through the exercise and I'm going to interview her this weekend, um, for a future podcast, I'm sure, because she's an amazing woman. And I would say not your average amateur because she is like incredibly dedicated and exactly what has made her one of the top lawyers in the country um, is exactly what she brings to her riding. Like she's very, um, committed, like overly committed and she's totally into it. And so we needed to find the right horse for her. And we have a couple of different stories that have happened. I'm sure she'll share with us, uh, when I interview her, uh, as well, but you know, it wasn't always easy, you know, and not every expensive horse is like wonderful, right? Like, you know, uh, they all, you have to search for the right horse for you. And so one of the big things I, I think it's important to understand, like the horse has to really fit you physically. Um, you know, of course we all want the beautiful black, fancy warm blood or whatever, <laughs> because that's in our mind's eye. And I remember the first time I went to go see Actually, Viedro, Will, my first Grand Prix horse, and then Cambay, Chip, my second, not my, not my second Grand Prix horse, but my first big time, like international type Grand Prix horse. And they both were red. And I was like, really? Like, they're kind of small. Like, I'm tall. Like, I'm, I'm like 5'11". So like, I didn't want a little horse. And they turned out to be perfect. Once I got through that, like, well, this isn't quite what I was imagining my first, like, mm, either first Grand Prix horse or first big time horse. That was not the image that I had. And once I sort of like got over that idea and really saw the horse for who they were, um, it was the perfect matches for me at that time too. And so it was fun to watch Catherine go through her process of trying the big, beautiful black horse, um, purchasing a different horse that did not work out. We sent him back. The owner or the seller did the most amazing job reselling the horse for us. Um, so she did right by us. That was amazing. And, you know, literally she was on the plane going to look at another horse and Pam and I had talked and, um, Pam had said, you know, I think it's time, you know, for me to sell Gideon. And, uh, I always thought maybe Pam would take over the ride and she's just not in that place right now in her life. She's got a lot of grandkids and really busy with family. And she's got a lot of foals. So if you're looking for a relative to Gideon, 
Pam Liddell, she has a lot of them. Um, so she's just like super busy with that. And um, yeah, it just wasn't the right time for her to take over the ride either. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I don't know if Catherine, you know, would would want that, you know, if that's the right fit for her. I know it's the perfect fit for her. But then it's like this weird thing of like, the horse is in my stable. And I don't want her to feel like I'm pushing the horse on her because that suits me, you know, like I really needed her to come to this place on her own. So, um, yeah, they went out to California and she went to like other, other places around the country. And, um, yeah, it's really important that the horse fits you. Uh, and I talk about like, it needs to fit you physically in the way that Catherine's really tiny. She's like, 90 pounds soaking wet and like five feet you know and so 18 hands is just like not gonna work um we have an 18 hand horse that fits another client perfectly but not for her right so it can't be too big um and if it is big then it needs to be narrow and very light um because again you have to really think about your own personal um makeup that that doesn't only mean like what size am I, but what kind of riding do I like? You know, um, if I have very weak arms, like I'm not going to like, uh, and, and it's not going to work for me to ride something that's really heavy. And every day I'm going to hate that feeling and I'm going to try to change it and, you know, really be careful not to buy something you think like, oh, I can change that. Um, I have made that mistake. It, it can get better. It can get better. But usually it's a little bit in the horse, um, the way they are, you know? Um, and so I do think that I guess the size matters in this, in this instance, that it has to be the right size for you, not only height wise, but like width, like you've got to, um, and I do know a couple people who've been very successful buying horses off the internet and, you know, that's great that that you could roll your roll the window down and throw the money out the door or you could buy the horse off the internet <laughs> actually it's the same no matter what i mean you just have no idea what's ever going to happen so um but i like to cross my t's and dot my i's and again i'm an information gatherer and i would like to know as much about it as possible because i feel a huge responsibility about spending like not only my hard-earned money, but like my clients, it's like even bigger than that. Like this is a lot of responsibility um, to to help someone else spend their money. It's like, whew, it's a lot. So I like to always make sure like I know as much about the horse as possible. And I will ask my friends and text my friends and figure out about that horse uh, as much as possible. Um, because it's like everyone says, like, a lot of times the good ones aren't for sale. And there's like a special reason why they might be for sale, um, which is Gideon's case, which is fairly amazing that um, these two came together, which is exciting. But again, like size matters. Um, I had a client buy a horse off the Internet years ago, like way long time ago. And she was told it was like 16 two, and it came off the truck and it was like, whoa, that's at least 17.1. Like, that thing is, and it's not amateur friendly either. You know, like, did they send you the wrong horse or like, what's happening? 
Um, so that didn't work out so great. That was, that was difficult. Um, but again, like find the right size for you. Proportion means a lot. Like me to Apollo is like Catherine to Gideon. Like every day we giggle every day we giggle in her lessons. Um, and again, I think movement is also important, which makes it kind of scary and difficult to buy it off the internet because everything looks comfortable to sit and everything looks nice in the hand on a video. Uh, Richard and I have many a time gone to Germany. Um, we've got friends uh, that are with the auction. And so we get all the videos and we pick out our favorites and then we go sit on them. And like the one that's supposed to be like the big dollar, ooh, ooh, you know, the big time horse. I take one round and I'm like, oh, I, I hate, I hate it. It's like hurting my neck and it's like pulling and it's just like, eh. and that's not all auction horses. Like there's this idea that like, oh, any horse you get from the auction is going to feel terrible in the mouth. Oh, uh, new. We rode a three-year-old that was like magic. It was like a tiny little magic unicorn. And of course it ended up going for more money than we could spend, but, um, it, it, and it got ridden by a whole bunch of people and it felt beautiful in the mouth. And it wasn't like a super extravagant, like we didn't even really, we liked it on the video, but it wasn't super special until you sat on it. And then you were like, oh my God, I love this horse. Um, so for me, uh, that like the movement is, is important. Like always buy a good walk, always, always, always buy a good walk, buy a good canter because the trot you can make, let me repeat, you can build a good trot on that horse by joining the Academy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding, but you know what I mean? Um, don't settle on the walk because that forever will be times two. And it, it really shows a lot of the purity of the gate needs to be there as well as the horse's emotions. Um, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll go to Germany and somebody's like, yeah, yeah, she's just ambitious. She's very ambitious. I'm like, do you mean crazy? And she'll never walk normal ever in a test ever <laughs> because it's good to like, oh, I want to get to work. I want to get to work, but not when it's like the horse is never going to settle, you know? And people are going to tell you all kinds of things to like buy that horse. So you have to make sure you really come with your own expert, bring your trainer or hire a trainer. Richard and I, we could come with you, but like, don't go alone. They will smell you like a shark in the water, you know, like they're coming. Um, because they want to tell you whatever to sell that horse. And you need to be able to ask the right questions. So yeah, can you sit on it? Is it comfortable? Um, do your legs hang around its body in a good way? Does he pull? Um, I had another student that had um, an old neck fracture and she took again, like one round on this horse. And she's like, no, this trot goes directly to my neck. Like, however, she was absorbing the trot and she's a professional trainer. So it wasn't like she didn't ride a lot of horses. She rode tons of horses, but like there was like three on the trip that it was like, mm, nope. It goes right to that spot that was bothering her. Uh, yeah. And like uh, Melissa just said, like, buy good confirmation. If it's made due to the job, it's going to make it a lot easier to ask the horse to do its job when it's actually made for it. You know, so I like um, 
you know, uh, and we can actually, I should probably do a whole nother podcast about this, uh, maybe with a live horse. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Um, because you want to buy a good, strong back. You want to buy a nice medium length neck, good shoulder angle, good hip angle, not too long in the pasterns, not too straight in the hocks, not too thick in the throat latch. Like we can just do a whole nother thing on that. Um, so yeah, just in general, buy good confirmation. And I do think you need to really understand, like, what is this horse's role going to be? You know, a lot of times they're like, yeah, I bought him. And then my trainer rode him all the time. And I didn't really get what I wanted or it ended up to be something different. And sometimes that can be like an amazing journey and something really fun that everybody enjoys. But um, I think if you're looking for a horse for you to learn on, really, really stick to that. The perfect horse is out there for you. It may take two years to find, but it's going to be worth it. You know, like you didn't find your husband or your partner and just be like, well, that's good enough. Like, that'll be fine. You're going to be with this horse a long time. And it is a true partnership. Um, and why not love every minute of it? So, yes, what role will he, will, he will he take and what will he be? You know, if you want to buy a young horse, that's cool. Make sure you got a good trainer that's going to help you. Um, young horses can be amazing and exciting, uh, but also frustrating and scary, <laughs> you know, can be all kinds of things. Um, so be ready for all of those things that go along with buying a young horse. Um, when, you know, you, you want to really match the training. So, I mean, that goes into like buying the young horse or buying the school horse. And if you're going to buy a schoolmaster, like make sure the type of training really matches what you want. Like, I would like to show pre-St. George one day. Okay, well then buy a pre-St. George horse or buy, you know, I want to learn everything. Well, then buy a, a true Grand Prix schoolmaster. Um, and I think you just need to really make sure the training matches what you need. Um, and if he's green and, of course, he doesn't have any training, then you want to really make sure he's got the right attitude and the trainability that it's going to be fun to really bring him up the levels. I would also say, you know, chemistry matters. Um, you're going to have to like him and he's going to have to like you, right? It's like, you can't be like, I got to teach her how to do this again, you know, and then he's going to get frustrated. And sometimes you don't know what schoolmaster horses are going to do until, you get them and then like on day two, they're like spooking and then like don't want to go down to the other end of the arena. And you're like, he never does this with me, you know, and it's like, OK, well, that's good to know. He's going to get easily frustrated, can't take a joke. Um, what does that horse do when it's frustrated and kind of like annoyed about the situation? Like this horse needs to have patience if it's going to be a teacher. And of course, I highly, highly, highly recommend buying a schoolmaster uh, in almost all cases. So you can really, truly learn. You know, I mean, um, I had, they were not easy. My first schoolmaster, I cried for two weeks because I could not put him on the bit. <laughs> and I was like the kid pro at our barn. Like they put me on everything. I wrote everything. I got everything on the bit. I rode in every sale video, whatever. Like I wrote it, all of it. And then I got my schoolmaster and like could not get him on the bit for like two weeks. I cried every day. But that clearly was a good humbling exercise for me. <laughs> I needed that somehow. Um, so, yeah, I think 
uh, yeah, the chemistry matters. And he also needs to like not get annoyed with you while you learn. He needs to be generous and kind hearted. Um, I think it's also important to make sure his history matches like what you want to do. Right. So if you're like, I would like to get my medals, then you should definitely buy a horse that has a show record. Right. And has like done what you would like to do. If you would like to trail ride and maybe do third level, which is also lots of fun, make sure it's been out and about and it's not going to dump you on the trail ride somewhere. You know, it's like really make sure you um, match what you want to do with it. Uh, really make sure you're buying a healthy horse. People not, don't always like lie directly to your face, but they kind of like omit things. Um, so be really due diligence on your, you know, check all the boxes as far as like, um, has there been a long gap in his show record? Why was that? Um, you know, colic surgery isn't the end of all, of all things. Like I know a lot of horses that have like gone through colic surgery and no problem back to work, back to Grand Prix, like, like nothing. So Um, but it's good to know. You always want to know what you're, what you're getting. Um, I really think you need to map out what you want it to look like. Like, do you need your trainer to ride them? How often, you know, that's a real conversation to have. Um, like even with Gideon, it's like, how often do I need to ride him to keep him tuned up? I will tell you, I have not ridden him in a week because Catherine's doing such a great job. She's learning flying changes and it's like so fun. It's so fun. Makes my heart happy every day. Because at some point, my Grand Prix horses that I have, their career with me, how it looks like right now, will have to change because everything changes. Not one moment stays the same. And so that's also important about adjusting to life that it's like this moment, I'm just so grateful for this moment, like with Gideon or like with Darby. how it was with Fiji, like summer, you know, that's like the last four Grand Prix horses that I've had, Montana, um, that's been a huge, wonderful group of, uh, of hugely important horses to me, um, that all, you know, did the, Cayman also uh, did the Grand Prix, and it just doesn't last forever, and you hope that it doesn't end because they're sick, or they go lame, Um, and you, and you hope that all the, nothing, nothing terrible happens that the owner needs to sell right away. Um, you know, you, you hope nobody has colic surgery or anything like traumatic like that. You hope like exactly like what's happened to Gideon and like, thank you to the universe for that wonderful bit of news last week when it was a difficult week, because how wonderful that it gets to just stay in my stable and in my care under my eye, under my tutelage, and I can tell her exactly what to do. She can do it, and they do it. It's so rewarding and amazing because, you know, everything is going to change, and so you, it's it's a wonderful gift when it changes all in the, in the best way possible. Um, again, keep searching if it's not the right horse. Like, do not compromise, and, you know, You'll know when it feels right, even if it's maybe not exactly what you were looking for. That sometimes happens too. And if the horse is like a wonderful character and like, you know, I wasn't looking for a young horse, but here I got this five-year-old, 
I've seen that happen also, but make sure your eyes wide open going forward to that. So a little cheers with my sparkling water. <laughs> God bless Team USA. Like, wow, huge congratulations. That was amazing. Incredible. I hope to see you guys um, at the Jillian Clinic, the Jillian Kreinbring Clinic. That's happening next weekend. Um, amazing functional anatomist. I meant to talk more about that, but I ran out of time. Um, that's going to be awesome. Please come. She's, you'll love her. You will love, love, love her. Um, and all her interesting information about how a horse functions, why it's important to put it on the bit. What does healthy movement look like? It's going to be great. And I can't wait to see y'all in person. So yes, join the fundamentals. Come join us in the Academy. It's a really fun place. I hope Stefan and Adrian and Sabine are just letting this all sink in. I'm sure there'll be more Olympic talk um, at another date because I love talking about Olympics. <laughs> and yeah, to finding the right horse for you, take your time, uh, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, and best of luck. Thank you guys for joining, and I'll see you again soon. All right, bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us wherever they get their podcasts and be sure to subscribe, like, and leave feedback to help other dressage lovers inspire their rides too. For more information and education from JJ Tate, make sure to visit teamtateacademy.com slash podcasts. Once there, take the next step towards joining JJ's new generation of classical riders by signing up for our mailing list and we'll say thanks by sending you a special gift your own copy of JJ's ebook, Riding Your Horse Sound, a comprehensive guide to developing a healthy and happy dressage partner.